Hi, how's it going, everybody? And welcome to the Debutify podcast, the premier e-commerce podcast brought to you by Debutify. I'm your host, Alex Bond, and joining me today is Prakar Vats, a founding member of LimeChat, which leverages conversations in WhatsApp and Instagram to double your e-commerce sales. With their innovative AI technology, LimeChat is able to be seamlessly implemented into these chat platforms and has created a productive way to advertise brands to customers and increase their sales. On this episode, we discuss conversations marketing, the importance of linguistics in this new marketing strategy, why messaging channels will be the primary buying mediums in the next five years, and much more. Here's our interview now. Rakar, welcome to the show. It's great to be here. Thank you, Alex. Yeah, we're very happy to have you. So first things first, tell me a little bit about your company, LimeChat. Right. We're a conversational AI company. Very simply put, we help e-commerce, businesses, sell, market, support their customers on chat platforms. That platform can be any platform. You know, outside the US, WhatsApp is pretty big. So WhatsApp is one of our major, you know, WhatsApp is one platform for which we are optimized. But in the US, we're also doing it for Instagram, for uh, for your website live chat, for your TikTok, what have you. And when you say your website live chat, that little kind of like Zendesk style chat that... <laughs> Yeah. A lot of people see on the website. So that's interesting to me because, you know, again, in the US, I know some people use it, not everyone. My cousin that lives in Ireland uses WhatsApp, but why did you choose that as the primary platform for your service? It has a lot to do with where we started. So I think we started with uh, India, you know, we're a company that was started in India. WhatsApp here is the platform of choice. So, you know, I think the other day I was reading reading some statistics and it said, you know, uh, WhatsApp has fairly amazing penetration into the Indian market and the average WhatsApp user, right? The average WhatsApp user in, in all of Asia, I would say, spending on average almost 50 minutes per day on that app. That was, I think, indication enough for us to kind of take this platform seriously. All the e-commerce brands that we work with, they also requested that, hey, you know, we, we receive a lot of queries on WhatsApp. So if, if you are building an engagement tool, if we are building a, something that will help us use a tool, use a communications platform to sell more, to market better, to, to handle support queries better, it should be WhatsApp. That's what we did. That's very interesting to me because there are so many of these other types of apps and channels and, and things like that. While I understand that WhatsApp is probably the number one service internationally, I, I was just curious. So when you're initiating can you kind of run me through the process at least of what a client can expect when they come to your company? If, if say a client wants to use your service as a brand, what specifically you do for them and what they can expect from your services? Right. I'd uh, just say two words. It's chat commerce. So if you run an e-commerce brand, you already have a lot of people who uh, either visit your website or if you you know if you run ads where you ask people to message you people already come in and they have a lot of queries hey you know what's the material like when will i get it right i have i happen to have an engagement you know 3 days from now would you be would you be able to deliver it before that date we just take all of that we automate that you send a query much like chat gpt you send a query you receive an adequate response we're able to track you know, usually brands get these queries around, hey, where's my order? Okay, please cancel it. Things like those, you know, is it is it is it good for my skin, right? Uh, this is a product that's um, that's certainly for, for dry skin. Will it suit me? Things like those. We automate on chat. It's basically like when a customer converses with a brand, they're giving away a lot of information on, on chat, right? So we build these personas for these brands that, hey, this is the customer or this is this is one of your customers who would benefit from a campaign like, you know, like this, maybe like a Black Friday or a Cyber Monday campaign, 
maybe another persona where somebody openly mentions that hey you know, I, i'm not really into discounts they only have really really in-depth questions about the product we tell them hey you're better off sending this one-time promotion to a client or to a customer who 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 is not of this type so we help you with basically you know again to use those two words chat commerce so think of it like this what, what's your favorite d2c brand what's your favorite e-commerce brand these days i don't know we'll say nike yeah awesome so let's say you want to buy from nike on whatsapp so you don't have to open the website you don't have to go to an amazon you have nike in your whatsapp you just message hey i'm looking for something like this size eight maybe you know uh, maybe give it to me in black and you get a list of options you select and you pay and complete that entire transaction within chat itself so you don't have to leave chat to to make a purchase right now this is the first part where you know our ai helps nike or or a similar brand automate these queries the second part is now nike knows alex now right because alex has just messaged nike so all communication that you'll receive from nike from this point onwards will be optimized we'll have this memory in mind that okay we had this conversation and alex likes this so next time let's say there's a release there's there's a rollout of a product that's similar to the one that you asked for you'll know about it and it's all happening on a, on the chat platform so it's it's basically that and one of the big advantages to it being totally and completely involved on whatsapp is there's less opportunities to drop the sale essentially i mean especially when you're on like like a laptop or a website or you start on Facebook then you go to a different website then you go to a, a third website to actually pay for products sometimes and it it just becomes to the point where I don't know what I'm doing here and I don't know if it's worth it but when you're all on WhatsApp it feels so much more legitimate was that part of the goal the objective I mean definitely so I think I would say I I basically say that what we found out is when somebody messages you think about it they have a pain point and it's these high intent users that that message you uh, on on a platform like let's say WhatsApp or even a live chat right I ask people hey when was the last time you went to a website and you clicked on that Zendesk I mean probably I mean I I've never done it so it's it's basically you know these are people who with high intents right these people want to buy from you these people have a query that that they basically they see it fit that hey I'll take an extra 30 seconds out I'll type this message and send to this brand I mean e-commerce brand would love somebody like this wouldn't they right this is somebody who wants my products or is interested in my products right why do I not reach them out and if you can have a channel that does not perish right and why I use the word perish is let's say I go to Nike's website right now you know maybe tomorrow I, I'm not it's, I'm not somebody who goes through my previously opened tabs I think I have more than a thousand open right now I'm not going to go through each one of them and then okay oh I was in this frame of mind maybe I was looking at size eight black sneakers maybe something for my cousin but if it's whatsapp it's all there right so uh, if you receive a message you'll just scroll up and say oh yeah I was looking for this right and and, and okay I've Nike has sent me this So that's the advantage of, you know, having having that conversation on chat. Absolutely, it seems like a major advantage. How do you determine who your target audience is for a brand? What are some of the things that you look at if a brand wanted to engage a person, vice versa the other way around? Right. So if a brand wants to engage a person, very simply based on when people buy or when people message you, based on let's say you know you're somebody who only buys during let's say black friday cyber monday or maybe when there are discounts going on right let's say you're a discount digger right some people only buy when 
you know a fresh talk arrives so it's just personalization right and and we build on top of these these logics that brands already have so if you if you ask a brand that hey i mean do you know who your discount diggers are they probably all know already what we do to that is we add conversational data so we're basically a company that analyzes chat information chat history and then we're able to get to that uh, then we're able to kind of figure out okay who will be let's say most suited on a channel like whatsapp you don't want to send out too many messages in a given day right because people people don't like receiving these messages so let's say you only have 100000 messages in your kitty for a given day lime chat tells you okay these are the 100000 people you should send to for maximum conversion so that's that's also something we've done and i think that's really interesting that there is that kind of not spam aspect to it but that it it's possible you know you don't want to be too intrusive so on a more specific level how does a brand initiate a conversation on whatsapp i mean what what are the actual linguistics used in in the the marketing or sales technique the very first thing is obviously not sending it to somebody who has not consented to it right that's that's obviously the basics what we recommend brands do is that hey do it transactionally in the sense that somebody has done something on your website let's say it has to be personalized per se right so let's say if i go to your website i check out all the options and then you know i click notify me on this one product only message them you know when that product is back in in stock right it should add value to the customer so all the flows all the all the all the automations that we've built somehow you know guide a brand in this direction that hey just because you have let's say 10000 not people who have bought from you before you know you, you should not pick up that list and send a broadcast to all of them right one is consent and two is obviously adding value to the client so these are the basic i think it's not too different from email marketing if you if you think about it right it's just that email has less views less click through rates etc cetera, etc cetera, right it's not some it's not a place where somebody spends 50 minutes per day right very simply put it's very similar to email marketing just that it's much more active it's much more personal so you have to be even more aware of you know when you're sending that message uh, even more aware of hey do you have the consent to send this message things like those and it's more live it's more dynamic people are usually messaging every 30 seconds compared to an email which is like 30 minutes or something like that so you kind of got to bob and weave in real time a little better can you automate specific responses depending on how a customer is engaging with the chat i mean how does that process actually look so it's 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 very i would say obviously simple would not be the right term to use for this but simple to you maybe not to me yeah, <laughs> yeah but 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 very simply it's basically we've built an intent detection model right so think of it like you say things like hi hello how are you right that's all intent greet so you know we, we basically the the ai understands that you are somebody who's greeting right let's say you go to a certain product and then you ask questions about how to use this what's the material like so we understand okay this is the intent is to know more about this product so a lot of it is just realizing or figuring out what you're asking about and going to your website and then okay checking and then responding back on chat itself so yeah it's 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 pretty simple the most tricky part i would say is when let's say you want to automate your order cancellation somebody's placed an order and then they text you hey i want to cancel it right and and you know for you to automate that you need to have you need you need to have certain logics built into the system do the check whether it's been shipped or not do the check okay if it's let's say a high high value order let's say it's you know greater than 300 400 would you not want to cancel it instantly let's say if it's a small amount order so all these checks and balances you know we've built into the system so a brand can just come in set up all of this and then you know start using automation so to speak and i'll tell you from a, from personal experience that i think one of the things that frustrates me most when i'm i'm 
specifically chatting with an automation or, you know, with a robot, essentially, is that it takes me so long to talk to a person to solve my problem that it's trying to be solved in a way that I'm not getting the solution that I want, or I'm not getting the questions that I'm asking answered. And it takes a little longer than I'd like to finally get to speak to a, a an agent of some sort. How do you prevent from customers or potential customers from getting frustrated with that process and thus not wanting to use that brand at all, especially since you're kind of more, I mean, you're obviously in the in the retention business as much as the conversion business, but how do you kind of prevent that from happening? I think, and this was something that we you know dove deep on uh, almost three years ago, that why does this happen? With automation experiences, you know, uh, like you mentioned, right, it takes you so long, so long for you to reach to a human. Uh, the more fundamental question we asked was, you know, why do you actually need to reach to a human, right? Why do you actually need to talk to a human? That's something that that we figured out. And why most automation uh, tools fail to give that experience is because they're horizontal systems. So by horizontal systems, I mean they'll work for banking, they work, they'll work for e-commerce, they'll work for let's say maybe you know a restaurant, right? They're built to in a way enable let's say the business to create their own bot flows to create their own automation you know i would say journeys so let's say you know i as a restaurant owner i you know my entire life i've been frying steaks or maybe you know all my life i've been you know tossing up box you know i don't know anything about making the perfect automation flow right so i have to rely on what this automation tool is telling me so naturally i'll not be able to make an experience that's 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 impressive so what we realized really early on is that if you have to truly kill that experience, I mean, kill in a good way. If you have to truly make a kick-ass customer automation journey, we'll have to be a vertical company in that we only work in you know one one domain. And within that domain, everything we have covered. So we picked e-commerce because obviously e-commerce growing as ever, you know, we will continue growing. So we kind of built a system that was you know built, optimized, and and planned for the e-commerce use case. So that's 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 how we kind of you know got covered ourselves on, on on that trend. Well, and I feel like that takes so much pressure off of the brand as well to have to build these these perfect flows to where a customer comes in, the automation or the program is trying to fit their questions in a specific box almost, where it's like you guys are able to help that brand, that that restaurant owner in, in your example, build all these scenarios worst case scenarios of like okay this this is actually like a, a d question so this is how it would respond since it fits in this box compared to trying to essentially fit a, a square peg in a round hole i'm interested how the retention and first time conversions are better than other marketing techniques with with whatsapp oh my i think i i can i can go all day long on this but i'll, I'll give you broad numbers so we are experimenting with like i said right uh, if you run ads where you invite people to chat with you, right? So in India, we're calling it like India, Southeast Asia, Brazil, right? We're calling it CTWA, click to WhatsApp ads, where you show somebody an ad and you don't say to them, hey, go to my website and check these things out again. And then Google Pixel or Facebook Pixel will track you and then we'll send you, we'll send you an email and then we'll show you these ads again on Instagram. Just tell them, hey, if you're interested, just drop us a DM, we'll sort it out, right? And then you're able to figure out, okay, what product are they truly interested in? It's like an interactive journey on chat. And obviously there will be drop-offs, but in this case, it's personalized and it's in their DMs. You know, you can follow up and you can, you know, how, how we like to call it is up the ante, right? Obviously this is what brands do. So 
you go, you show interest in a certain product, you know, obviously you drop off. They'll reach out to you, you know, in their minds, you know, more, more and more creatively to give you more discounts to kind of make it more easy for you to purchase. Because this is a straight, you know, interaction. There's no, let's say, an ad involved. You know, there, there are no, I would say, cases involved where you have to go to Facebook again to see that again, to see that ad again. Or maybe you have to go to Instagram again or TikTok again to see that ad again where you initially, you know, uh, went to the website through. It's, it's on your WhatsApp. It's on chat itself. You can just simply go and then revisit that conversation. If you receive an update, you know exactly what you discussed the last time. So the ROAS numbers that we are seeing is 2.7x minimum, right? So if you're spending $100 and you're getting a certain amount of revenue, you'll be getting 2.7 that if if you happen to do that same on, on let's say, click to a DM ad. Maybe I wouldn't call it WhatsApp, but click to a DM ad. That, this can be Instagram DM as well. So that's that's the kind of... Uh, conversion numbers we are seeing. The secret sauce here is very simple. A, a compelling first-time user journey, right? And two, a really strong follow-up, personalized follow-up system. So these are basically the two things that go into the secret sauce to these higher conversions. Uh, in terms of retention, obviously very tough to put like a definitive number to this, but it's generally, and again, when I speak of generally, I mean from the very time the person has bought you know they're in your uh retention journey on whatsapp right for these customers compared to let's say the ones which are not in a whatsapp journey right retention is 30 percent higher and and cltv is almost 44 to 47 i mean depending on you know the kind of brand you also run but it's in general 40 percent higher than let's say normal conversions that happen through email whatsapp um, email or the websites that's basically uh you know whatsapp is capable of and not just whatsapp any conversational medium like even instagram dm for that matter we'll definitely talk about the instagram dm stuff i think that's very interesting that's something you guys have been cooking for a little bit now and generally when you're comparing the efficacy of your work it's this kick to dm versus email and sms is that is that kind of what you're trying to compete with or measure up against for click to dm it's like somebody views your ad maybe for the first or second time and then they're coming to talk to you over there the comparison is straightforward in a straightforward way it's with it's with uh, it's with the website conversions so you run the same ad let's say same creatives let's say maybe a slightly a middle of the funnel uh, type of an audience which somehow knows your brand has interacted with your ads before you know when we ran ab tests conversions were basically 2.7x of what you you know saw in a, in a primitive ad i mean i call it primitive like it was it was long ago but let's say as what people have been used to it you know you invite people to the website so uh the roas that we that we're able to generate is 2.7x for the retention journeys which i mentioned where you know somebody is carefully pushed into an automation flow or, or a or a or a retention journey as we call it right a user journey is again com- is comparable to sms and email that's the that's the crux i think great that's impressive so how do you determine when to stop engaging with a specific customer or, or, or subset of customers to avoid being marked as spam right that's an awesome question so first of all very simply i mean with every so we maintain it like this is i would say really good practice that if you are messaging somebody or if you're conversing with somebody as a brand on a, on a personal medium or a personal platform like WhatsApp or let's say Instagram DM, uh, you should always give them the option to tap out of that flow. So that's something we send with every message. So in case you don't want to be part of these alerts going forward, just click on this button that's stop. That's where 40% people drop off after the first message itself. So it's basically telling them, hey, hey, I don't have a problem with your brand. Great product, but just keep me out of this constant pinging on WhatsApp, right? And my constant, I mean, I mean, again, this, this entirely depends on how the brand wants to set it up. 
but we don't recommend doing it any more than twice a month right because again it's a personal medium and you know I'd you don't be okay to, with that yeah yeah so that's that's something we recommend to brands this is the proactive way of 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 dealing with this the reactive way is obviously to figure out okay how does my quality rating look so on a, on a platform like whatsapp meta really carefully manages every uh, every interaction that that you know if if you are a business account on whatsapp every interaction that a customer or a user is having with you they carefully manage it so let's say a lot of people report you as spam or mark you as spam your quality rating would start to decline so the second or the reactive way is to you know just if you if you're familiar with online gaming there's this thing called spray and pray right where you know you're in a panic situation you just press on the shoot button and you and you hope for the best you do that and then you obviously based on the feedback from the controller you kind of control you know how much more bullets you're willing to fire so that's that's the reactive way of doing things i think that's a good analogy and <laughs> i'd like to hear that that you usually recommend no more than twice a month because i am i I'm thinking in my head, oh, these brands are contacting like once a week, every other day. And I would just be like, get out of my hair, honestly. But twice a month, I probably get contacted from like SMS or email stuff. At least some of them I I asked for every day, but that's because I'm really interested in like those opportunities that they're providing. And that's more like newsletter stuff. But like an actual brand contacting me, I think two a month is actually really interesting. It, it, it would definitely pique my interest more often. So just no, on please. that point, really, yeah, on that point, really quickly, I think why two a month would also work here is because let's say you know you go to a certain website, you check something on, you drop off, right? Now you receive two messages. You know, one of these messages looks like, "Hey, Alex, this happened. You know, just click this link. Bye, bye, bye." You know, again. we're not open to having a conversation with you right this is the first message that you receive the second message is hey alex we note that you are doing this now there are just two buttons explore further unlock a special discount just for you right we're gamifying that experience we're telling you hey i mean if you click on this button who knows what happens even if you send like two messages per month of this kind of the second kind people will click on either of those two buttons and then again they get added to a conversational flow so in that moment they can you know inquire more they can ask about different products things like those so that's that's the whole idea here you're turning the experience to from from a notification initially to an actual conversation starter instead of just Absolutely. like here's some information you then turn that into like a a dialogue that that a user can participate in i think that makes sense that's pretty intelligent how does lime chat help Shopify stores in terms of utilizing WhatsApp commerce. I'd say in three ways, right? One is we help you make a catalog on WhatsApp. But now what does that mean? You are having a conversation with a brand, you're able to access all of their products on the right. That's as simple as that. So while you're, you know, whilst conversing, you can check all their products, right? That's that's the first thing. Second thing is obviously building these automation flows. so you know we help these brands set up support automation journeys you know pre purchase journeys where you know like i said where somebody comes in and they interact ask about a product or maybe ask things like okay you know is it suitable for my skin you know what's the material of this cloth like things like those uh we help them with that and thirdly it's you know basically helping them set up these user journeys on chat so post purchase pre purchase in the sense that you've bought a product now what should be the next five messages over the next two months that should be getting delivered to alex so we help them design all of these things as well simple enough so you've mentioned it a few times already and i want to dive into kind of the instagram side of things so your newest 
major endeavor involves working with Meta to integrate LimeChat into the Instagram platform. What are some of the differences or obstacles in working with Instagram versus WhatsApp? That's an awesome question. So very simply, like think about this. How many websites have you seen where let's say it's an e-commerce website and they ask for your number versus how many websites do you see where they ask for your Instagram handle? Like probably it's like 100% versus 0%. Nobody's asking for your Instagram handle, right? So that's the first challenge where to create, let's say, an automated journey for, let's say, a post-purchase journey, right? On Instagram, it's, I mean, it's it's impossible, virtually impossible because nobody gives you that data. I mean, and, and brands have no interest in receiving that data. Let's say even if I even if I start asking for my for for a customer's Instagram handle on my website, right? What if they change it to something else? You know, people usually do that on Instagram, potentially lost this customer forever. So that's the first thing where due to this reason and this reason alone, you know, we're not able to kind of build a platform that allows you to send these uh, alerts to customers by basically having a checkbox on your website that, okay, I consent to this, right? Because obviously you can't do that. So that's the first challenge where retention becomes really tricky on the retention side, but, you know, working with Meta and and, and obviously Meta has rolled out a really awesome feature. I'm not sure if you're aware already. It's called, uh, you know, communities where if you happen to follow Mark Zuckerberg on 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 Instagram, he sends out he sends out these uh, weekly or daily updates uh, on on these communities. So it land. So whoever becomes a part of that community, whoever becomes a part of that you know uh, that that broadcast list, receives all of these updates on DMs. Like I said, to counter the fact that okay, nobody's going to give you their Instagram handles on the website, we help brands become these broadcasters and ask people to join their communities. The Instagram algorithm till now, you know, was really messed up where, you know, brands reach 1 million, 2 million followers, but at the end of the day, you you put out a post, only about 100K people are watching it. Only about 100K people get it in their feeds. Your loyal customers or, or, or you know, there's no sense of community. It's like, it's a Pandora's box, right? You know, you never know what's going to come out of it, right? In the sense, uh, in the sense that, you know, you're not too confident about it. We help them, you know, uh, form these communities over Instagram. So, Let's say as a brand, let's say Nike, in, in, you know, to continue with your to continue with the original example. Let's say you know you want to subscribe to these alerts from Nike. Let's say every time there's a new product that's launched, you can just simply go to their profile and click on that button. Okay, subscribe to this. That's how we're solving the retention uh, or the or the one time uh, or the promotional side of things, where it's the marketing that's involved. On the automation bit, where people come in and then they ask questions and then you have to automate it. It's not too different. I mean. WhatsApp or Instagram or even live chat, you know, people just come in and have two kinds of questions, either questions about products or questions like, hey, where's my order? You know, can you track it? Can you cancel it? Things like those. So that's already, you know, uh, our, our engine is already capable enough and, and is and is deeply integrated with your Shopify store. So people ask these questions, we give them this, this data instantly and it's like interacting with the human almost. So yeah, on the automation bit, it's not too different, I would say. Only the kind of queries are somewhat different. On the retention bit, it's definitely more tricky, but Meta has rolled out certain updates that help. With Instagram, the biggest use case that we came across was comment automation. If you're a brand with, let's say, 100K followers, you put out a post, very easily you'll be getting 1,000, maybe 800, maybe 700 comments you know, on every post that you send. Most of these you know, are maybe, hey, can you let me know how much this is for? Price, please, right, et cetera, et cetera. People, people just send you these comments, right? What if I told you there was a way where you can pick up, let's say I am a brand and, you know, let's say Alex comments uh, on, on Nike's posts, you make a comment and then instantly Nike sends you a DM saying, hey, Alex, you asked about the price of this 
particular product, this is what it is, right? You can use this, you can click on this button to buy. So comment automation becomes even more important. So the biggest use case that we saw, and this was something that was requested by every brand was, hey, I mean, I get a lot of comments that I can't, I can't automate them because, you know, people say a host of different things and any automation uh, flow that I can build, it'll it'll include at least one response and then multiple options, you know. Uh, I can't put options in, in Instagram DM because let's say even if I were to put options, you know, what if they respond again? So that's that's not an interactive medium. That's just a comment. You leave a comment and then it's it's a comment, right? So that was the problem. But you know, we built that tech that allows you to take, you know, let's say if, if Nike has live chat on board, uh, anybody who comments on Nike's posts like price or material or things like those, Nike would be able to just initiate a DM with them automatically. So now you've kind of picked this person who's just commented and you have taken them into an interactive channel, which is Instagram DM. That's something that ties up with the first thing that I told you about automation flows, but yeah, that's how that's how it works. I really appreciate the well thought out answer. And, and frankly, I think the commenting automation, the response to comments automation service you provide is super innovative. It's definitely not anything that that I've heard of. And I'm extremely interested how would determine what's worth automating or following up on. You know, for example, if if Nike posts a picture of a new pair of Air Maxes or something like that, and I say, these look cool, you're probably going to have like a million comments that all say, awesome, looks great, wonderful. And even negative comments, you could automate to, to persuade people to um, get more information about it. So I'm curious kind of what you do to determine what's worth following up on. That's an awesome question. I go, I, 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 I get that a lot. So at the outset, you take a look at any Instagram post, uh, let's say by Nike again, 30 to 40% is just fire emojis. Saying, hey, I mean, awesome drop, fire emojis, fire emojis, fire emojis. You're totally you right. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> what we did was when we started working with these brands, we kind of figured out, okay, what are the kind of comments that are the most redundant that, that brands get? fairly frequently these require nothing you know you don't you don't need to react to them you don't need to respond to them you know you don't you don't you don't have to do anything fire emojis and things like those we kind of added into this list where you know the bot was not supposed to do anything there was no conversation or dm that had to be initiated right then came keywords in and around price or cost and things like those for those it was somewhat understood that okay this user wants to understand more about this product and and the price of it. So the DM that gets initiated says like something like, "Hey Alex, you wanted to know more about this product. Here are the details. So this is the price. This is you know the material things like those. And you can again click on certain buttons and know more about that product. Negative comments a very big part of it. There was something that was also very heavily requested. People say, you know, my past order is not delivered yet, or maybe you know uh, received bad service over here and here, right? Things like those. People comment uh, that stuff. You just initiate a DM with them and say, hey. We realize you have not had a great experience. Please let us know what to do. And just two buttons, call our toll-free number or maybe, you know, again, in the case of Nike, maybe, you know, um, it'll be so huge that they wouldn't want to do anything. They would just want to get them to just respond in chat, give the right feedback and then leave. But for a small brand, this means a lot. So for a, for a smaller brand, you know, the severity of the negative comment, we can then, you know, initiate a DM and then say, hey, what, what is it that you want to do? Do you want to explain your issue? Do you want to get in touch with a human and things like those? You're doing PR or damage control in real time too. I mean, I, I think that's a huge aspect to it that not a lot of brands are able to do. You can't just like hear what everyone's talking about and be able to say, hey, 
here's maybe a misconception about what you're thinking about or what you're saying about. And I, I think there's a lot of value in that. Absolutely. Yeah. I think with, with some of these Shopify brands that we're working with, they have north of a million followers on, on, on Instagram, right? Like I said, a post you put, I mean, even if you put a blank picture, you're going to get roughly a thousand to 2000 comments, right? Even if it's a blank picture, just take a picture of the sky and just put it. I mean, a thousand people would, will, will comment, right? So, and, and a lot of that would be again, fire emojis or maybe, you know, something like that. Some of that would be, Hey, I got this amazingly, like pathetically, you know, uh, disappointing service, things like those. And then some people would be, you know, uh, some people would actually have like fairly long comments that you would not be able to understand. Like I said, with, with, with the engine that we designed, where we just put it into three or four buckets where, you know, one is no reaction two is you know, more about the product or more about the, the subject in the picture. Third is obviously, you know, it's a supporter. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a PR thing, right? Where we have to do damage control. It's, it's, it, the tone is that. And fourth is again, if it's a long one, it's not the first type where it's a fire emoji, but it's none of the other types also. You know, it, nobody's talking about the product. Nobody's talking about, you know, uh, nobody's talking about uh, bad experiences. Let's say you post a picture and somebody says, hey, long time ago, I was in the US. I was doing this and that. Makes no sense. He's just initiated DM and saying, hey, would you want to explain that better? And then obviously, once they respond, that chat flow initiates from there. So yeah, these four broad buckets, I would say, are something we designed. How do you, with things so heavily dependent on AI and AI functionality, how do you continue to implement that sort of tech that is evolving at such a rapid rate? You know, I mean, I could imagine it requires a lot of updates, but it is moving at such an exponentially quick rate that I could imagine if you take your eye off the ball for a second, you're you're in the dust a little bit, you know? Absolutely. I think What's beautiful here is that end of the day, the functions or, or the actual steps that, you know, maybe like a, a logical conversation is to be followed by a physical action in most cases, right? So let's say you have a discussion or let's say you have a conversation with a prospective customer about, uh, you know, a product, they'll either buy or they won't buy. So with all these advancements, these changes, you know, the latter part or maybe the actual physical, the action part is not changing. So if somebody wants to track an order, the, the process would remain the same. If somebody wants to cancel, modify, place, you know, reject an order, the process would not change. What will change, however, is, you know, the words that they use to get you to do that, right? So we just have to kind of, you know, continually advance on those fronts where uh, every day our model gets more and more trained because, you know, we're, we're handling over, you know, 10 million conversations on a given day. So we know what people are saying, you know, what conversations are about products, what conversations are about support. So we're able to train our systems better on that front. I think you know that's where advancements are required. But you know the core actions and this this thank God we chose to be only a, an e-commerce focused you know automation tool that's definitely in our control because the four or five or maybe even the 10, 20 things that get classified as actions remain the same, right? Have remained the same for the last two to three years. It's got to give you a little bit more peace of mind. So you've stated that at least your team has stated that you believe messaging channels will be the primary buying medium in the next five years. My question to you is, well, I can wrap my head around that idea. My question to you, Prakar, is that, is that because of the efficacy or the um, intended use of marketing via chat and how well it's being used or simply the growth of messaging channels as a whole? I think to some extent, all of these things, but I would say what is what will be the most major contributor to this is all of us 
and I'm not sure if if I should use the word fortunately or unfortunately here, but all of us are starting to hate making decisions for some reason. Think about how TV has changed, right? Earlier there were these fixed fifty channels. I mean, select. I mean, this is what's getting broadcast. I mean, you you pick one and you watch it. Also, think you know. Uh, but with now, you know, all of these Netflixes and and Hulu's and Apple TV, you know, you pretty much whatever you want, you just put the right command or maybe even just give a voice command and you get it. Same will happen with with your products and 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 any e-commerce as well. People would want something. People would want to make a purchase. And let's say somebody stumbles upon your brand, they will not want to actually go through a product catalog and then you know kind of figure out okay. what is it that i want to buy what suits my needs the best you would just maybe you know you had the option you just ping them on whatsapp or ping them on instagram dm saying hey you know uh this is what i'm having trouble finding maybe if you can help me right i'm i'm size 8 i like leather sneakers high rise something in black and beige you know voila you have your option so as users right as buyers as and not just as buyers i think in all aspects of life we are getting more and more lazy i'm not even sure if the lazy is the right word here maybe you know this is this is how we inherently are you know we don't like making these decisions at the same time you know you, you're also you're also looking at how chat gpt is changing up the changing up how how things are happening right so so just the other day and and, I, and i'll be honest about this just the other day i actually had to you know present something to our board of like so board of investors so all the board members in our company and and we had to calculate all the runway and things like those so i had two options either okay i know the numbers i go to this excel google sheet and calculate everything i put in the formula or you know uh, and and i get to a final number or i just mention it to chat gpt saying hey this is where i stand right now this is my revenue i'm growing at this percent how much of a runway do i have so and i got that and it it, it was it was fairly ac- i mean it was totally accurate i mean it was exactly what i would have gotten if i'd have put in those uh, you know formulas in, in in that google sheet it's about that you know uh, i think as humans we seek personalized conversational experiences that's just how we are right and 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 i think with time uh, you know like i said that's that's why we think that most uh, con- most most uh, purchases will start happening on chat because you know it's easier there are fewer decisions to make you just put in what you want you make a purchase you know you've already bought from a brand wow awesome you like this brand already you already have them in your contact list or your whatsapp your instagram dms just ping them again saying hey repeat my last order you're not happy about it hey the last time you delivered this to me was not great what can we do about it we automatically get a discount the next products in for free again just just giving you ideas right so that's the direction in which we are progressing and we've seen really solid uh, numbers that also back our claim so when we started out for a major brand in india which now happens to be like a 100 million plus brand the number of conversions that happened on chat were less than 7% 8% so of the total gmv of your brand you know less than 5% 6% you know was actually attributable to to a platform like a chat platform like whatsapp or instagram dm right now it stands to roughly about 20 to 30% yeah and and this is just in the last i would say 28 to 30 months so as a trend this number is only going to go north uh, you know and, and and we're seeing that number climb every day for a long time i used to believe i used to think that it was you know a, a well thought a thought out hypothesis but now i think we're seeing the numbers also fall in line is a great feeling well and you and your team are testing that hypothesis daily i um i'm very interested in seeing how your relationship with instagram motivates that i, I can imagine probably seeing some of the stuff myself in the in the coming months i know that y'all are kind of in that 
onboarding phase, right? Um, in, in terms of implementing that. So I don't want to put the cart before the horse too much, but I'm I'm interested what's next for Lime Chat in terms of what messaging channel is on the horizon for y'all after Instagram. Pivotal or, a, or, a, or an important decision we took was to optimize a product to cater to that human need of having personalized conversational experiences and not a platform. So think about, we're just building AI that's able to provide you these experiences. Now, you know, WhatsApp is the platform of choice in basically rest of the world as it were for the US, right? Right now, maybe some, maybe tomorrow it's something else. Maybe it's Telegram, maybe it's you know, a third thing, who knows? iMessage is, is fairly common in the US, maybe tomorrow it's something else, who knows? But this this thing that humans want, right? Which is, like I said, a personalized conversations, right? That's 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 definitely staying. So whatever platform it is, you know, uh, we'll we'll be there. I think that's that's how I like to put it. But to give you uh, you know a more a more uh, clear answer, I think right now WhatsApp is where it's at. I think WhatsApp will grow in the US as well. We are seeing interesting uh, trends developing. We're seeing increasing demand from our customers also in the US that hey, we'd like we'd also like to have WhatsApp as an option. Because, you know, WhatsApp has penetrated to a fair extent in the US as well. It's not obviously as good as, as it is in Europe or let's say other parts of the world, other parts of the world, but it's still, it's still growing. And obviously Meta is moving fast with features like pay on chat or maybe browse products on chat, just like you have on your, on your Amazon, right? You can just go in type of thing and you'll have maybe 50, 100 brands that are selling the same thing. You can go and compare. It's a marketplace of sorts. Meta is developing that on on WhatsApp. So very soon you'll have your own marketplace in inside of this chat platform that is WhatsApp. Right, so you'll be able to just open this app, go and figure out what you want, make a purchase on chat itself without having to move out of this platform, which is WhatsApp. And I'm and I'm pretty sure all you know other other platforms will follow. I think that's that's just how it is. So yeah, WhatsApp is the platform that's looking the most promising to us. But as time progresses, who knows? And look, Prakar, you're I mean, you're, you're totally right. And and I apologize for coming in from an American perspective. Who's like, I don't use this thing, so it's not that big a deal to me. But I I do know that it is it, it is a big deal. You know, I I have international friends. They're always on WhatsApp. I had to download it just to talk with them. It, it is. It, it is definitely much bigger deal outside of the U.S. And, and the world does not revolve around the U.S. in pragmatic, attempting to be diplomatic terms. So you're totally right. What WhatsApp is, is a massive deal. Instagram is a massive deal. My final question for you is... I always end the episodes with this question about how in the e-commerce space, generally entrepreneurs are operating on call all the time, 24-7. And I think that it's extremely important to have a stable mental health and work-life balance and work-life harmony um, in, in what can be such a high stress and demanding industry. So, Prakar, what do you what do you do with your free time? What sort of hobbies and interests do you pursue to maintain a good mental health and work life harmony? I could go in, you know, go all in talking about hey, work life balance is important, and you know, these are the things that I do to tackle all of these problems. But you know, I myself am a victim here. I'll be very honest, right? Uh, seven days out of ten, I'm just thinking, hey, I mean, you know, when do we put an end to this madness? Things like those again, and those are just things I think which any entrepreneur would you know would relate to across domains not just in e-commerce so that's i think that's part and parcel of the game uh, what i do i mean definitely that's something that's an outlet for me something which i truly enjoy is is i am an avid simulation racer 
I think if you happen to know about what iRacing is, there's my setup. So that's that's the those are the pedals. That's that's my PC. So you know, once once I do get the time late in the night, I just you know sit in, uh, bang in a couple of laps, feel good about myself. You know, whatever it is, depends on it depends on the kind of day. If it's an American Muscle kind of a day, I'll, I'll you know usually do NASCAR or something like you know truck series that they have. Uh, if it's like you know a high you know if it's like it's been it's been an agile day, I'll, maybe it'll be Formula One. Who knows? So yeah, it, that's that's something that I do. But uh, overall, I think I have been in and out of you know something that I truly love. You know this 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 habit as well, and that depends a lot on you know what kind of work situations are around you. Something that I find really helps is just having that ninety minutes to yourself every day. I mean, it's not a great, it's not something that's 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 too that's too big or too too long. Uh, in my very humble opinion, I think no matter how busy you are, you can't take out ninety days. Maybe you can take out thirty early in the morning, sixty late in the night. But you'll have to figure out and find those ninety minutes to have for only yourself. And because I travel a lot between, let's say, India, the US, Singapore, right? What I usually do is that in these ninety minutes, depending on where I am, either I'll sim race, either I'll you know uh, hit the gym, either I'll take a long walk, or either I'll just you know uh, just chill and do nothing. But it's I think very important to take a step back and you know not not look at a laptop screen or not not have not be in calls. So that's that's something that's something I think really works. So yeah, ninety minutes, just whatever you, whatever you, whatever you like, that that'll work for you. That's great. I think that's easily attainable. Prakar, thank you for joining me. Good luck to Lime Chat and your future endeavors. Thanks a lot. Thanks. I'd like to thank my guest, Prakar Vats, for joining me on the show and come back on Tuesday when I talk with Caitlin Teed, the Partnerships Manager at Rider E-Commerce by Whiplash. Caitlin and I discuss the underrated value of networking, creating partnerships, her time working at Shopify, and much more. For more information about Prakar, you can connect with him on LinkedIn. To learn more about LimeChat, you can check out their website, limechat.ai. That's our show. Thanks for joining us, and we hope you come back to find new episodes being published every Tuesday and Thursday. Until next time. Thank you.